This is season two, episode one of the ASI podcast. Happy 2012, everybody. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the the end of the world as we know it. It's the the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Tell you what, you know what, 2011, you know what? Thanks for the memories, thanks for the lessons, goodbye, and 2012, tell you what, I'm lacing up my Converse, I got my boxing gloves on, I'm taping up my knuckles, let's bring it! Right there, abrupt end. Some Motley Crew and REM for you. Happy 2012. Thought I'd kick off the show with a couple of bumpers there. Uh, also, wanted to let you know, keeps my nose clean with the recording industry. I play bumper promos on the show. Bumper promos are clips of songs under a minute and a half, I think is the new industry uh, standard as far as what Apple's TuneCore has informed me. So you go to the website, ASI247.org, click on the music tab, again, list of songs based on the series of shows I'm on. You can buy them right through iTunes. Why iTunes? Mostly iTunes. Some are Amazon. Mostly iTunes because iTunes is easier. Amazon is becoming more easier with the Kindle Fire and the Kindle device and uh, Android phones. Also, Google has its own store now on the Android market where they're selling music and content and stuff like that. Competing with uh, Amazon and iTunes. It's not nearly as cool as iTunes, but give it some time. It's getting there, right? It's got to have some time to grow and evolve. And uh, anyway, that is uh, bumper promos, they're called, in the radio business. This is a talk radio. Under the genre of podcasts, I am speech media or spoken word media as the bulk of content. So that's that's how I roll. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, I might have some more links like that on there. But you can, you know, right? You can look up the songs if you like them. I am Russ Shaw, your host. Russ at ASI247.org is my email address. If you go to the website, again, ASI247.org, my Twitter, Facebook, all that contact information is right there on the website. You can uh, friend me, follow me, whatever it is you do 
in the social world of the internet right there from the website. Some classic rock for you today. Let's hear a little bit more of that. Here you go. define the word freedom. Um, I've got a lot of emails over the years. I've talked to a lot of people about this topic and subject. And for a lot of folks entering into it, entering into recovery, freedom is simply, I just want to stop the behavior. I want the behavior to stop. Or it's, um, I want to achieve sexual purity. Like sexual purity is is an achievement. Like you're playing a video game, right? And you you get to a certain level, and then you achieve this this thing called sexual purity. And really, the the, the roots of it are different than both of those things. And that's really what I want to get into today. Because listen. What happens is our very well-meaning spirit, right, our heart that wants to do the right thing starts writing checks that our flesh can't cash, okay? That's why most New Year's resolutions fail. The vast amount of New Year's resolutions fail for that reason, that our heart, our spirit writes checks our flesh can't cash, all right? That's just the truth. You can muscle through it. You can try with all of your might and your will. But even in that, there's a kind of bondage there. All right. One of the biggest things that I understood, one of the biggest things that helped me concrete my relationship with God was realizing that he's not after my begrudging submission, but my long-term life-giving, life-breathing joy. All right, that's the truth. God isn't like the Christian life isn't like like eating tofu and and nasty fiber bars and rice cakes, all right? That's not what it's about. This spiritual life, this life, this relationship with Jesus isn't like a, being on some horrible diet that you forced into and you just oh, I have to do this. No, all right? God is not after your begrudging submission. He is indeed after your long-term joy. That is true. The way you define this thing, the way you define freedom from this thing, has everything to do with what you've placed your hope in, with where the roots of, you know, comfort, where the roots of, like, happiness are grounded, okay? It's deeper than just an achievement, and it's deeper than just having the behavior go away. That's not the definition of freedom from this thing. It is, but that is basically like the byproduct. And this kind of forced, you know, pushing in on, and sometimes there is some of that. There is some white-knuckling through some temptations. Sometimes we have to push through some of those temptations. That's very true. But listen, ultimately, on the other end of that, God is after your long-term joy. And just checking off a list is a very fragile, a very brittle, a very um, handle-with-care 
unbreakable definition of freedom. So I want to uh, I want to I want to solidify and maybe make solid a, a, a question and, and really have you process it through your own spirit. What does it mean to be free? Really, honestly, free from this thing. First uh, song I played was a little tune by R.E.M. The end of the world as we know it. To kind of have a little fun with all the mayhem that's supposed to happen this year. From all the people that think the world's going to end again. This has been going on for years, by the way. It's been going on for thousands of years. There's always somebody every few years that says, hey, the world's going to come to an end. But this year, we got two people. Two groups of people, I should say. One's the Mayan calendar people that have looked at, you know, archaeology and this ancient civilization. You know, hey, their calendar runs out in 2012. Maybe it's because it's the end of the world, right? We'll throw that out there. So, a bunch of people's like, yeah, maybe, maybe it's the end of the world. And Mayans, you know, that was a bastion of humanity right there. <laughs> I don't know. They worshipped some weird gods. They had human sacrifices. Some cannibalism going on. They they basically eliminated themselves, and they're not around anymore. So I don't know how credible they are when it comes to their uh, timekeeping mechanism. But hey, you know that's out there. So and then there's Harold Camping, who uh, I believe in 2010 he had this big push, bunch of ads, spent millions of dollars. He owns a bunch of radio stations, Christian radio stations, um, the Family Christian Network or radio network, something like that. And, uh, yeah, so he's saying the world's going to end in May now. He's been wrong, like, four times, I believe. This will be this will be five? I'm not sure. Maybe it's four. Four coming up. Or it's four right now. I, I'm, I can't keep track, but, you know, he's 0-4. He's like a he's like a kamikaze pilot on his fourth mission. I just, I just, I'm, I don't put a lot of stock in that, right? The guy claims to be a Christian, but you know, he doesn't read the Bible. Because in the Bible it says a couple of things. Jesus says, you're not going to know the time of the day. Okay, that's a pretty big one. You should probably, you know, I don't know. And then there's uh, another one where Jesus says, I'm going to come like a thief in the night. Second coming is like a thief in the night. That's when I'm going to come. And I don't know about you, but I've had my car broken into a bunch of times. And there was never an email or, you know, a little note. Hey, could you leave your door unlocked? Because I'm going to steal some stuff tonight and it'd be a lot easier. You know, maybe leave some valuables in there for me. Never had a thief uh, leave me that note, ever. So, you know, thief in the night metaphor, Jesus. Yeah, uh, we're not going to know. So, I don't know where he gets his information, but it's not from the Bible. Either way, if it's the end of the world, I feel fine, all right? I'll get to be with Jesus, and it'll be awesome. And if it's not, right, it's not the end of the earth, and if I'm a gambling man, I'm going to bet that it's not. I'm going to bet that 2013 is going to come and go just like 2011 did. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> if it is, if it is, I'm fine. If it's not, hey, there's more work to do. I got more cultivating to do, and... I'm, I'm fine with that, too. So, anyway, moving on with the show. This season of shows, I really want to 
focus on a few thoughts and, and build a show that's easy to digest. And today, kicking off 2012, is something I talked about in some of the earlier shows, and it's something that's not touched on enough in recovery circles. And that is the passage of time. We're all moving through time. Today is not the same as yesterday. 2012 is not the same as 2011, and we are moving through time. As we get older, we approach that day that's when our heart stops, right? We're all marching towards death eventually. I'm, I'm not trying to be negative, um, but it's our destiny, okay? Who are you going to be on that day is something that people spend a lot of time, you know, really processing. And I think that's good, but right now, fighting addiction, the biggest thing that we need to understand is, first of all, who, who we are, more than what we do. There's so much weight and energy spent on the behaviors, just this thing, I got this thing I do. More than this thing that you do, there is someone that you are. Okay, there's someone that you were in 2011. That is past and that is gone. And this relationship with God through the Son, through Jesus Christ, with the forgiveness of sins, God forgives the past. God forgives you of your sins, right? God forgives past, present, and future sins. That's the cross. The cross of Christ, Jesus' blood, covers all of that sin not just, you know, God's going to be happy with future you. That's not true. That's not good theology. It's not biblical theology for sure. How many of your sins were future sins when Jesus died on the cross? All of them were. All of them were for me because I was born in 1968. That's 1968 years, right, removed. So it, it's all future. And it took me a while to understand grace as it impacted my heart. Like I knew it as a theological concept in my head, but for me to understand the gravity of it, for me to, to be in relationship with God, to, to meet with Him, to pray and, and, and ask Him to, to meet with me, right, to, to love me, to help me, um, th that was a big deal. So, understanding the gravity of the debt that was paid. God loves us. God so loved the world. God enters time and space as the Son, as Jesus Christ. So He can relate to us. So He can understand. So He can feel what we feel. Not that He doesn't understand, but so that He could be one-on-one -on -one with us in the creation, in time and space, and live a life as a man. That is the, the relationship, the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. This is real. It's not just theology. It's not just stuff in a book. It's not just a concept flowing through your brain. When I, I embraced that, when I was able to let my guard down and embrace that, and listen, if you have any questions about that, feel free to ask all right, I don't know everything. I'm not a pastor, uh, all right, but I, I've been through, just through my anger, through my hurt, 
through my own scars and wounds, I really have investigated this person and the work of Jesus Christ as it, as it relates to a total misfit mess of a human being that is myself. And I can show you some of you know what I've learned. But more than that, it's, it's the, the very real relationship that I have with God. And for you, that's going to be very personal, one-on-one. -on -one. It's your relationship with Him. It's Him calling you. All right? God is, is after you. This whole, you know, well, when you get born again and then Jesus forgives you your sins and then your sins are forgiven, but then you got to be sin free in order to earn it. No, Jesus paid it. He says on the cross, it's finished. Right? Gravity, understanding the gravity of God's passion. God does that because he loves you. Not about shoulds and ought tos. God paid it. Because he loves you, behind your eyes, listening to my voice now, chosen. All right. I, I really pray that you ask God, if, you know, to to light up your heart, to meet you in that place. I just feel like maybe there's somebody listening who's like, yeah, I want to believe that, Russ. I want to believe that that's true, but my, my heart isn't sunk up with it yet. And I don't feel like he cares. I don't feel like he loves me. And man, I've been there. I have felt like trash, like that thrown out piece of trash. And as a result, because I didn't have anything grounded in how I defined love, I was dancing on glass. And the biggest thing for me was just day to day, I want to be happy. That was that dancing on glass for me. It was just, I just want to be happy. And that was so fleeting and it was so fragile. And it broke through so many times and I got cuts and scars because of it. I pray that your identity gets a thirst and a hunger for a long-term joy. That you have joy, come what may. That you can love God and that you can be, have this gravity and have this spiritual, real, main line kind of, right, thirst-giving, life-giving appetite for, for that which is real and good and true. Alright? Deeper than just dancing on glass. Deeper than just wanting to pursue short-term hits of happiness. Because that is where we're addicted. And you're going to have to fight for that, man. Because that happiness thing is going to keep popping up. Alright? And again, it's who you are today. Alright? Now, what do we want you to listen up here? Stop dancing on glass because I love you, man. Because there's no life there long term. I pray that you get today, just today, that you are going to drive into that to maybe ask some questions if you're if you're confused or you don't understand to understand that there is that I'm not selling snake oil here I'm not selling anything here I'm here to give you news about something that's actually true real and happened on your behalf that you're chosen that God loves you that who you were yesterday is forgiven on the cross of Christ and who you'll be today will come from a new understanding and a new definition of how you define freedom.
because I had a very different definition of freedom 10 years ago through understanding the appetites of the heart rather than just the flesh and the make me happy now and the dancing on glass that seems to bring joy but just leaves scars and scratches and cuts. My question for you is this, how do you define freedom? Is it, is it maybe possible that your definition of freedom could use some tweaking? All right. What does it mean to be free? The human soul is looking for freedom. That's why we knee-jerk to happiness. See, because how you answer that question is going to change your whole economy, your whole internal economy. What you place your treasure in, what is valuable and important to you right now, where you place your hope, all right? And that's very real stuff. I want to leave you with something, um, and I pray that this can affect you. I pray that you let these words hit you because this is a, a man at a point in time where he had joy in his heart and he's writing this song and he's this is coming, pouring out of him a, a, as song. These are song lyrics. This is from the Psalms. Psalm 34, verse 4 and 5. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. I'm going to leave you with a song by a guy named Ezra Lance. It's one of these YouTube acoustic remakes of a song that's played at my church a lot. Um, it, it's a cover by the Mars Hill Church's song, Radiant. And I love this song. And this song has everything to do with this guy singing about his grasp on that kind of radiant freedom in that moment. Here you go. And until next week, I love you guys. Bye. I sought the Lord. He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Taste and see that the Lord is good Blessed is the man Who takes refuge in him Those who look to him Are radiant Their faces will never be covered in shame So let the afflicted hear and rejoice I will cry out I will call out This man has many troubles But God delivers him from them all 
Cry out I will call 